Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. Well, before we get started, I wanted to mention once again that as we near the end of Colossians, if there are still any lingering questions in your mind, I would love to hear about them. We've covered a lot throughout the book, but there is probably much still to be meditated on and thought through. So if there is anything you're still considering, please reach out and let me know. I'd be glad to talk through any of that with you. And if I do get enough big questions, I may even do a Q&A episode at the end or something. So if that's helpful, please do feel free to reach out. You can do that in whatever way that you want to. An easy way is probably to email me at andrew at providenceomaha.org. For today, we are going to begin considering what it practically looks like to work toward reconciliation in community. Last time, we looked at Colossians 4 verse 10, and we considered the relationship between the Apostle Paul and his ministry partner, Mark. If you happen to miss that episode, make sure to check it out. But we ended by seeing their apparent reconciled relationship. By the end of Paul's days, it appears as if they have completely reconciled, and Paul's view shifted from the Acts 15 missionary journey where they split apart until he penned 2 Timothy toward the end of his life. And in that episode, I ended by challenging you to consider if there are any relationships in your life that need reconciling. Someone maybe that God brought to mind where there is a division or a conflict that has caused a broken relationship. And that's where I left that episode. Now today, I want to begin thinking through how we can move toward reconciliation. Because it's one thing to see it in others, It's one thing to even notice division in your own relationships, but it's totally another thing to know how to actually move toward godly reconciliation. So that's what I want to help you with. And let me just say this on the front end, this isn't going to be a silver bullet. Any relationship has multiple people involved and you can only be responsible for you. You can't control the other person, you can't guarantee an outcome, but you are responsible for you. And if there's a way that you can move toward reconciliation, especially with another Christian, that is the call we have. So what I'm going to do is take two episodes and give you an outline of how I think you can go about reconciliation. I have seven steps that I would encourage you in from seven simple words. So I'm going to take three of them this time, and the next episode, part two, we'll talk about the last four. So, seven steps toward reconciliation. First, conviction. This one is pretty simple. I believe that any godly reconciliation work has to come from a God-given conviction. Okay, so for many people, it's not natural for us to want to address conflict and even work toward true reconciliation. For some, that's because we don't like conflict. For others, it's because we pridefully think that it's not our fault, therefore we don't have to put in the work. For others, the work of reconciliation doesn't really feel worth the time or the energy that it takes to put into that. But for whatever reason, our flesh isn't always going to want to reconcile. 
Maybe if last time you did think about somebody that you know there's a fracture in a relationship, does your natural flesh begin to make excuses for why you shouldn't have to put in the work or why reconciling just isn't going to matter? Our flesh will often keep us from moving toward reconciliation. So we have to come to a God-given deep sense of conviction that it needs to happen. Which is why, last episode, I had you start by simply building that conviction, by asking the Lord, is there someone that I need to start moving toward? That's a huge first step. If you have somebody, that feeling like the Lord is prompting you to a work of reconciliation is the beginning of a reconciling work. It's the conviction from God that there's work to do. Now, if you have that conviction, my second word is belief. And specifically, what I mean here is that you have to believe that the gospel is powerful enough to reconcile. In my life, I've been in a few hard relationships where it seems like there's no chance of reconciliation. And I'm sure in some ways, Paul and Mark would have thought that same thing about their relationship. You know, I can honestly tell you that of the three or four main relational hardships in my life, a couple of them have legitimately been healed, restored, and reconciled, have become stronger than they ever were. Now, a couple of them haven't. And like I said, we can't control the other person and we can't control the outcome. What we can control is our part. So the real question for you at this point is, When you feel a conviction to reconcile a broken relationship, do you have a deep belief that it is possible because of the gospel of Jesus? Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2 that not only are Christians reconciled to God through the blood of Jesus, but we are reconciled to one another. Our divisions, our hostility, our fractures in our relationships can actually be healed and reconciled. Us being united by the blood of Jesus as a community or a family is a strong tie that can withstand hardships and difficult moments. The blood of Jesus is powerful enough to forgive one another. The blood of Jesus is powerful enough to own our own sins. The blood of Jesus is powerful enough to help us grow stronger through really low moments. His blood doesn't just theoretically make us a community or family, it legitimately ties us and restores us when things are broken. The question is, do you believe this? I'm not sure that true, genuine reconciliation between Christians can happen if you don't believe this point. You can mend a relationship on the surface. You can move from hatred to putting up with someone. You can block the past and try to move forward in some way. You can do all of that without the gospel. But genuine reconciliation, taking the worst moment of your relationship and watching it turn to beauty, forgiving at the depth of your heart, that takes a belief in the gospel of Jesus to heal all. And a belief that can empower you to change. We need a conviction from the Lord and a belief that the Lord can cause reconciliation. And after that, my third encouragement is prayer. 
I'll end here, and next episode we'll pick up the final four. And I know that these three may seem somewhat obvious or intuitive. You got to feel it, you got to believe the gospel, and you got to pray. Seems pretty standard. But do not shortchange the power of prayer. I've had a circumstance in the past six months where I felt like I needed to have a conversation with somebody. There was something that was really wrong, and I knew we need to figure this out. But honestly, I was struggling to believe that the Lord would do or could do a reconciling work. So I committed to weeks of prayer before I said anything, every day, until I felt like the Lord was going to open up an opportunity for me to bring it up. And let me tell you what happened. It started with me venting to God about this person and situation. Then, after a handful of days, I kind of started to just lament and grieve the situation. My heart was heavy and sad about this. That honestly turned to me getting a little angry. I wanted to tell the person why I was hurt and frustrated, why they were wrong, why they weren't treating me right. Then, after now almost two to three weeks, I actually started to soften toward the person. I started to believe that maybe God would actually work. Maybe the relationship would be good. And after a few days of praying like that, I felt this intense urge one morning to bring it up and say something. And you know what happened? That day, God offered an opportunity for us to talk. And it went amazing. We shared, we confessed, we owned stuff, and it completely got better. And I can honestly say I don't think that would have happened without deeply believing God could do that and pleading with him that he would. Now, I know you can't always take three weeks to address something. That's kind of an extreme example. That doesn't always happen to me. But there does have to be concentrated prayer, whether it's for three minutes or three weeks, because what reconciles our relationships is God's spirit through the power of the gospel of Jesus. Therefore, We are dependent in our relationships on prayer to God that he will work. So that's the first three. We need a conviction about the situation from God. We need to truly believe that the gospel of God can reconcile this relationship. And we need to spend time praying to God that he would work. Now, for the next four steps, join me next episode. But for now, If you have a situation in mind, a person or relationship in mind, I'd encourage you, begin praying intentionally for that, and then pick up the next steps next time. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.